Upon entering the town of Wilder, Kentucky, you are greeted by the inconspicuous building that houses Bobby Mackey's Music World. As you approach the entrance of the infamous honky-tonk, the sounds of country music can be heard from the street. While the music and patrons are friendly and inviting during the day, some believe there are more permanent, sinister residents within these walls. Upstairs, you'll find the small apartment that belonged to the previous caretaker, Carl. You glance down the narrow hall leading to the living quarters. As you are about to head up the stairs to investigate further, the sounds of laughter followed by muffled screams can be heard from the door behind you. You quickly slam the hall door and the sound abruptly stops. You take a deep breath and try to gather your thoughts, but a certain smell catches you off guard. It almost smells like a rose perfume. You make your way back towards the entrance and the smell only seems to get stronger. You follow the scent to a door hidden from the main road. You push open the door and peer inside. A faint glow is coming from the far end of the hall. You step inside, pulling the door shut behind you. Hello? You call out. You can hear the sound of someone quietly sobbing. Is someone there? You call again. You cautiously make your way towards the sound. You glance around the corner of the open doorway and see a woman hunched over, crying quietly. Are you okay? As the words leave you, she suddenly stops and sits up straight, her back to you. Robert? Her voice is timid. The woman turns in her chair to meet your gaze. As she moves the hair out of her face, the lights flicker for a moment. You gasp and grip the doorway. When the light comes back on, you see nothing more than an empty chair and a single rose. Well, I never liked pajama day because I feel like I don't like my pajamas are have always just been. Well, my pajamas are half naked, so I mean now it is. You went to school. Now that's a nightmare I've had. I feel like every kid's had at least once where you show up to school and you like aren't fully clothed or something. Yeah. That's true. It seems like a stereotypical, but it's true. But I have had that dream, and I remember it was at Terrytown, and I went to the library, and then all of a sudden I was like not clothed, and I had to get back to my uh, whatever I guess cubby they would have called it. Oh gosh, because I and for whatever reason I'm like my clothes are in my cubby and I'm naked (laughs) in the library, and like did you use books to cover you? No, I just cried. And I woke up. <laughs> so I was 18 then. <laughs> Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And I'm tired. Are you? <laughs> I am perpetually and constantly tired. I'm actually in a good mood today. I mean, I'm in a good Despite mood. Despite everything. I'm in a sleepy good mood. Because, uh... <laughs> Less than 24 hours from oh recording. <laughs> okay, now see... I'm sorry, I, I know how <laughs> we immediately jumped into politics. No, but. it's okay. I'm, exci- I'm excited, but there's also... I'm not feeling as worried about impending things as previously, because I saw someone we know posted on Facebook. You probably saw it. Yeah, yeah. It was like, when you look into it... There are the crazies. There's always going to be the crazies. Like, left, right, middle, doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. you want to know the majority of people who were at the Capitol that day? People who wanted a day off. Stupid people who wanted selfie opportunities. Like, not intense white supremacists or 
Nazi which, sympathizers or they Nazis. They were there, which I'm sure they were there. But they were there, but the majority they of people were, were the, the douchebags that were like, I took a selfie with, I don't know, yeah, whatever, in Nancy Pelosi's chair, which go F yourself. Mm-hmm. That, guy's, that guy got arrested. It's fine. LOL. Yeah, most of them are, and it's a minimum. 10 years because of what they put in place for Black Lives Matter. Man, we're just really digging into this. I don't care. I don't care. You no, all know. I, I don't know. I, the worry has kind of dissipated. Cut, yeah, come down a little bit for me. I'm still, I, it comes in waves, I guess, that I feel. I know there's going to be some violence. I, there's going to be violence and there's going to be pushback and there are going to be people be people in every capital who are going to try this and they're going to show up and be very sad to find out they don't my have favorite, the droves they think they're going to have my favorite is there are going to be people who are going to be praising and congratulating and essentially worshiping this giant crybaby who's going to refuse to concede the only president in u.s history who's going to refuse to concede like it's beyond. And, and you all are going to put that on a pedestal. He is the ultimate sore loser. He's a baby. He's pathetic. And he can't even, they have done nothing to help transition the Bidens into the, Mm-mm. into the White House. But like, they don't need it because like anyone could walk in there blind right now and do a better job. Right. Literally anyone. And I feel like his crazy followers, it's beyond this is my president now. It has transcended to a religion. Like, I feel like they look at him they over put him God. Above God. They put him above God. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> De- whether you're religious or not, if you have a deity of some sort and they've picked this Cheeto dude up. And <laughs> no this man goes above your deity. And They're put, a deity. Yes. You Hello? put him above, oh my God. Anyway. We're just coming news. in swinging. We're coming in swinging, coming in hot, less than 24 hours. Uh, but we're not going to put Biden on a pedestal either. No, he's got work to do and he put needs your, to. Yeah, put your po- politicians to work. That's what they're there for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, what's what what's another news? Other news? Um, I'm feeling sassy. Oh yeah. Why are you feeling sassy? You Be- whip your <laughs> seven inches less of hair back and I- forth lobbed off so much hair this week (laughs) seven inches of dead hair you guys seven i so i get my haircut every three weeks Mm -hmm. three or four weeks actually it's been almost a month now and i'm feeling a little unsettled i megan's like i'm gonna i have a hair appointment and i asked how long it had been and you're just casually like "Mm, two Two years years. roughly not even a trim i almost died the longest i've made it (laughs) Uh, without cutting my hair since I was like, you know, 22 is three months. And that's been during the pandemic when I literally had no choice during quarantine. No, I don't like getting my hair done. I don't know why, but this time I went all out. So if you guys have followed us on social media, you'll see our faces pop up here and there. I just didn't take care of my hair. It's just this kind of brown, always up in a ponytail or messy bun which it isn't a ponytail right now but I I got stressed at work and the hair goes up when I get stressed (laughs) and so I cut seven inches off I went from like mid back to just about my shoulders and then I went blonde I don't know what possessed me not full blonde blonde, because that would be weird I wouldn't like it's like a I cannot pronounce the word it's just like an ombre it's like a fancy ombre yeah so it's from my natural brown to a nice blonde a natural blonde we didn't go like platinum or anything but i don't know i keep looking at it and i'm just like i feel like the light's hitting it weird and i said no no it's blonde that's what it looks like so (laughs) So you're feeling sassy that's so weird i told john i'm gonna start finding blonde hairs everyone like who is she and just (laughs) 
<laughs> breaking out. Right. <laughs> anyway, so that's what's happening in my life. Uh, I, I'm just tired. That's 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 it. That's what I got. Yeah, we're well, let's tired. drink. Let's drink. To let's it. drink about it. You know, it. we've so, got several things to drink about. Yeah, we have several things to drink about and several things to talk about. So, like, I hope you liked that little uh, intro there <laughs> of <laughs> politics and hair. The mm, usual. Yes. So I went and picked out the drink for this episode without Megan. And mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and say I spoiled it. I did tell her the name, so she's not going to be shocked or anything. But we are covering Bobby Mackey's Music World, which oh is... Oh my gosh. We should have had such a bigger buildup to this. You guys, we're covering Bobby Mackey's. First of all, this has to be our most famous place to date, I yeah, think. Absolutely. It's, it is considered one of the most haunted locations in america one of the one of the most well-known haunted locations in america okay. rephrase because i feel like a lot of people try to take that title of we're the hottest most haunted fill yeah, in the blank the in best the u.s burger no no you're not world's best cup of coffee <laughs> okay <laughs> no it's so it is one of the more well-known haunted locations in the united states mm-hmm. a long history which we'll get into i will try my best to keep it brief but i have Lots of notes. It's okay. And there's a couple different things I could have covered as far as pairing this, but I decided to go kind of vague only because every episode, every episode, we're like, oh, we're definitely going to find something about a stable or a livery. We're definitely going to find something about a graveyard. We're definitely going to find something. Circus. No, not a goddamn thing. I was like, man, honky tonk, Kentucky. Uh, ghosts lit quite literally and i was like i got this mm-hmm. no maybe we're not thinking bro i don't know maybe <laughs> i'm not a very creative person if we give you guys our places ahead of time which we try to keep them secret maybe we'll start throwing them out there and you guys tell us a good pairing because we just <laughs> we're just we're winging the it ball here. we're winging it but so what i grabbed and uh, i guess i'm not gonna judge it before opening it but it is 18th Street Brewery's temporary, oh, temporal purgatory. Ooh. Ooh, and it's got a uh, skull doing a backbend over some flames. So, oh, is that what it? Yeah, okay. I have to turn. It, it looked like a bridge, and maybe that's what it's kind of. Oh, maybe I'm it's covering like a, the head. Yeah, there's the skull's ah, head. So there that's the rib are. cage and the spine and the pelvis and all that. And this is actually brewed in Hammond, Indiana. So we're still pretty local. That's north, uh, up near, close to Chicago, about 40 minutes out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, they say they're in the region. Don't let them fool you. They are still in Indiana. I hate <laughs> if we that. have listeners up in Chicago, they're probably like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they know what's up. I know what's up, and I'm not even up there. So this is a session pale ale. <laughs> and we both are not fans of IPAs. I'm bummed because I cannot see on here anywhere the um, alcohol content, but you know what, whatever. So I've really, there's no notes or anything. It's an IPA. It's a Session Pale Ale. That's what we've got. And I've, I know better now. I've learned things. So I'm only, mm-hmm. we're only opening one can today. I'm going to go ahead and throw Megan under the bus. I'm only opening one can and we're going to split this can because I am so tired of you wasting precious alcohol in my good christian home <laughs> I, tr- I try really hard i googled temporary temporal purgatory by the way okay well go ahead 5.9 percent abv okay so that's i mean yeah pretty close to average i'd say yeah it's not not too high not too low 
mm-hmm. pretty good so uh, that was all. I did a quick Google search while you were doing that. I don't want to read all the reviews here, but it has a pretty uh, decent reviews. It's like about four out of five stars for most people. But I hate saying this. I feel like it's a little bit true that IPAs, Session Paleos, things like that are sort of like the pumpkin spice lattes of the beer world. Like it's a little basic. And Megan just handed me her phone, so I'm going to read notes. It's got a description, so. Yeah, so it's very brief. It's Chinook and Mosaic hops hold your tongue accountable for your worldly sins and are fiendishly vengeful session pale ale. That was a mouthful. (laughs) The moment between each sip may be temporary, but feels like its own brief purgatory. Now here's the thing that does not really scream uh, delightful to me. That doesn't. (laughs) That doesn't. That's not very enticing. Um. So, yeah, I just know better. I know Megan's not going to drink a full one. So we're going to split this. If we get COVID, well, whatever, I guess. We (laughs) already spend enough time together. Yeah, we're around each other so much at this point, it's fine. So you're only going to hear one crack right now, and it's going to happen right now. Make it a good one. Here we go. That was like... Why was that so that clean was and crisp? So good. Goodness. This is a hearty crack. <laughs> okay, so I don't like pale ales, but I will say it smells I like the way it smells. Yeah, even Megan perked up. It smells very refreshing, very I'm picking up like a fruity notes. Right. Like so, a grapefruit, maybe? Yeah. So I Definitely grapefruit. So I am a little I like beer a lot more than wine, but I will be the first to admit that I still don't know a ton about beers, especially I could not tell you the difference between a Session Pale Ale and an IPA. Like, I don't really know what the big difference is there, but I, just based off smell alone, I'm going to say maybe it's less hoppy than IPAs. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so maybe too. Maybe I'll surprise you. What if I have to go get my own can here in a second? I know. So I'm going to, I don't know, Megan, if you have any thoughts, well... I will say a grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and take a drink while you talk. So let's, let's give it a whirl. While we talk about our not being able to do beer and wine tastings, we, we mentioned in our last episode, Kevin, who took wine tasting class (laughs) in college, uh, he actually invited us over recently and we had a wine tasting with him. I can't believe I forgot about that. He taught us how to like taste different notes or pick out different notes which I wasn't far off it really is pretty similar to coffee tasting which I was a barista for five and a half years Mm -hmm. throw that out there every chance I get so people at Starbucks like right be making my drink wrong I don't want to be that person but I'm like I know I know that's wrong I do that too anyway places I've worked so endless coffee tastings and it's pretty similar at least when it comes to wine beer I don't know I know there's a an art to it, but sometimes you just want to drink it's a beer. It's maybe not as refined. So Megan's going to try it now, uh, and I'm going to wait till it goes in her mouth to say what I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. It's not awful. It is hoppy. Like, you, I, I rolled my eyes because I was like, oh, surprised and delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Megan is surprised and delighted and taking another drink, for God's sake. It's... Not as hoppy as I expected. It is very... I think grapefruit is pretty accurate. It's refreshing. It's super citrusy. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of the tart uh, grapefruit notes to it. It's really... That's the only thing that's sticking out strongly to me. Yeah, it's... it's. I mean, it's beer. It's uh, pale ale. 
I guess. I don't know how to explain it. It's, I don't want to, I can't, I don't want to say I can't explain it because it's simple. It's just. You're not going to believe me. You want your own can? This is pretty good. I think this is my favorite beer. I, no, I don't. I don't want to say I don't believe you, but I'm shocked because I feel like we've had some good I can't, beers. I don't have a poker face and I'm taking drinks and just smiling, smiling like an after idiot. every drink. This is Are you so going to go get good. your own can? I, I say do it. <laughs> Dang. Do it? Okay. Yeah, why not? Are you going to drink it? Do you like it? Yeah, I'm going to drink. Are you? I said I do not waste in my good <gasps> Christian home. Okay. Let's split the can. I don't want to jump the gun here. And if we start getting to my segment and we're getting low we'll go crack another one right that's true because you're gonna be drinking first so we'll see wow okay this beer is so good you guys if you are on team megan and you're wine over beer this is good and i mean i understand even if we are fellow wine drinkers you may be more into the white wine and i prefer red wine but I think this is very good. It's a very nice, crisp, refreshing, clean. That pop was on point. Pop. Oh, yeah. That crack was on point. It was. It was like so a good. balloon popping, which is weird because I hate that actually. Good job, 18th Street. Good Would for you. recommend. Good, good for her. If you're not a beer drinker, this is so. I mean, it's kind of like. Uh, yes, it still tastes like beer, but it's like, think of like the way a sprite goes down. That's the way it's got that nice, tingly, mm-hmm. crispy. I was going to quote the stupid, the, the TikTok. Why is it spicy? <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> no, if you've never seen that TikTok, it's a girl who drinks a McDonald's Sprite and everybody knows McDonald's Sprite hits different. And she just like in a very deep, grumbly she voice. She takes a drink like, and goes, oh, oh. Yeah, she and then asks, why is it spicy? I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> Throat can, can't do that so many times. I mean, I can't. Um, I just don't want to. <laughs> and speaking of quotes, last episode, if you remember we quoting, oh, me quoting. Gosh. And you know what? Megan did tell me what the quote came from. You forgot? I have forgotten. Absolutely. Oh my 100%. gosh. Okay. Somebody, a man says, you can't be judge, jury, and executioner. And the other guy responds, he's not judge, Judy, and the executioner. That is from... Simon Pegg's Hot Fuzz. Oh, oh, I've so, seen that one time. You made me watch most it. Most people are probably more familiar with Shaun of the Dead, but you should watch all three. Uh, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, and what? Oh, uh, the World's the, End. Yeah. The World's End. I almost, I love that one. I can't believe I forgot. So that was my movie quote. I'm sure we'll find another one somewhere. Yeah. I'll this. try not to make it clue. No promises. <laughs> Okay, so politics, hair, beer. We should get into this because, like I said, Bobby Mackey's is one of the most well-known haunted locations in the United States, which means there's a lot of information on it, and a lot of you may already be familiar with it, so I want to try to keep it... Try to keep it brief, but it's probably not going to work. I honestly got all of my information from one source because it a lot of a lot of information is repeated from source to source and even really the information here compared to what we were told when we visited is very very similar they've got their descriptions down pat so i didn't Mm -hmm. see the point in branching out too far it's just variations it's like what i did with uh tunnelton for the most part you know yeah if someone does such a good job it's why why stray 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> don't fix it if it ain't. Don't fix it if it ain't broke. If it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Wow, oh, I have had a drink and a half. I can't function. That's okay. this is it. Bye, guys. Okay, so all of this information came from Travel Channel, actually, it, with the with the travelchannel.com, with the exception of this is a very well known place. A lot of big name groups have done investigations here, and I got the information for which groups have been there from wikipedia so okay (laughs) i wondered if you would have a list i didn't want to immediately throw out guess who's been there but no i know it's i spent a good chunk of my time on research when researching this on watching these visits that people took Mm -hmm. so i have this list here i'm just going to start by reading the list well first of all bobby mackey Bobby Mackey's Music World, if you don't know, is in Wilder, Kentucky. It's like, uh, I would say a stone, literal, quite literally a stone's throw from Cincinnati, Ohio. It's like the first thing you run into once you cross over the border of Ohio into Kentucky. Yes, through yeah. Cincinnati, because I'm sure there's other, whatever. Well, yes, yeah. Point is, like, it is, once you cross the, yeah, state line. The bridge. I think it's seven minutes to Bobby Mackey. Maybe. I don't even know if it's that long. It's a very short distance. Right. And it was a little stressful to get there, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. They love their roundabouts. They sh- <laughs> I, see, I, it's the roundabouts I'm fine with. It was, I don't even know. The exits at one point plus construction because, yes. yeah. I, I don't know. It was just a nightmare. So anyway, it is in Wilder, Kentucky. It is a still active honky tonk bar. Uh, it is a bar like they have they still have Friday night and Saturday night specials this is still functioning but in their in their off time so Sunday through Thursday because really because of COVID unfortunately I think they're only open Friday Saturday so Thursday through Sunday uh, Sunday through Thursday yeah they have ghost tours you pay for a private tour and I'm already jumping into the information let's reel it back in and i'll tell you who all's been there who i'm sure got more than a two-hour private tour because these are high profile groups yeah. mm-hmm. starting with one of our favorites actually uh buzzfeed unsolved has been there yep uh, they're the most recent right i think they're there in 2018 or 19 actually there's another one that's been there even more recently and we'll get to that it uh yeah, we'll get to it. I, I don't have it pulled up, but I'll pull it up. If you're not familiar with BuzzFeed Unsolved, they're really fun. It's this duo, Ryan and Shane, for yeah. except for season one, but watch the Unsolved. It's all Ryan and Shane. Yes. It's like Ryan's super scaredy cat, and Shane is this big <laughs> skeptic. He doesn't yeah. believe anything ever. It's almost frustrating <laughs> that he just doesn't believe anything. Yeah, and I feel like I actually got Megan into watch is that correct did i get you into i started it? with the true crime and mm-hmm. then i saw the unsolved miss or uh supernatural supernatural i said "Ooh!" so yeah. i went over to that <laughs> yeah it's i i i like the true crime one i like just buzzfeed unsolved but mm-hmm. i also i mean equally if not more because duh like the supernatural seasons as well i hate it because they covered such good hard hitters in season one of the true crime BuzzFeed Unsolved, but I did not like the co-host. Yeah, that's true. He made it insufferable. It was so hard to watch the first season. Right. But I, I have it here now. BuzzFeed was not the most recent one. They have. It looks like they have it in chronological order. There have actually been two more groups that have been since BuzzFeed. Oh. And that would be... 
paranormal lockdown and portals to hell, but we're, we'll get there. I put BuzzFeed first. I don't know why. Cause I started to list by memory mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I bet there's more groups than I thought. And there are definitely more groups than I thought. So this is not chronological because my mind jumps to a million different things all the time. So BuzzFeed's Unsolved Supernatural, Real Ghosts, also known as Haunted Lives, True Ghost Stories, mm-hmm. National Geographic Channel's documentary series, Is It Real?, Discovery Channel's docudrama series, A Haunting, the 2008 premiere episode of the Travel Channel's ghost hunting series, Ghost Adventures, featured interviews with former caretaker Carl Lawson, please remember that name, and author Douglas Hensley, the network later released a three-part web series called Return to Bobby Mackey's, and the nightclub was featured again in the program in late 2010. So, like, Ghost Adventures, uh, Travel Channel really took hold of oh, yeah. this place. I did not realize that is season one, episode one. Of what? Oh. Of Ghost Adventures. That is their very first visit. Uh, like 2008 they... premiere episode, yeah. Yes, I looked it yeah. up just before recording. It is season one, episode one. That's wild. Because I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, they have so many seasons. I'm going to be looking forever. Nope, very first one that pops up. Goodness gracious. Well. Yep. Crazy. That That is. And that's 2008, which was 13 years ago. Oh, you should watch it. It's so cringy. <laughs> it's so bad. No, it just blows my mind that 2008 was 13 years ago now. That too. That makes me want to die. Uh, Travel Channel again. So it was featured again. Travel Channel's most terrifying places in America. Sci-fi programs, Ghost Hunters. It was featured on the TV show Paranormal Lockdown and featured on the TV show Portals to Hell. So, and one more. Well, it's, so this wasn't necessarily Bobby Mackey's completely, but it said on on December 13th, 1991, Bobby Mackey, his wife Janet, and the caretaker, again, Carl Lawson, were guests on the Jerry Springer show, which is, I know, that's really random. (laughs) And maybe I should have looked that up, watched that episode. Maybe they had some, you know, drama going on that we didn't know about. (laughs) Probably not. I don't know. You know what? I don't know because I think Bobby Mackey's married a number of times and the women are always like roughly half his age. Mm, So So point is they have seen, Bobby Mackey's has seen a lot of groups, Uh a lot of high profile groups. And actually the one that grabbed my attention the most was the TV show Paranormal Lockdown. There's a really, there's a good video mm-hmm. that's the word i'm looking for okay. there's a good video on youtube of that it's we'll get into that though i want to get to that later so i'm just going to mm-hmm. cover some history on bobby Mackey's itself this was what we learned a lot about during our visit it's very similar to not i don't want to say that everything is rehearsed there but i mean history is history and hopefully it doesn't ch- change too much from the original so of course it's going to be the same right so First, it says, on the same site where Bobby Mackey's is currently located, a large slaughterhouse and meatpacking facility was constructed to serve northwestern Kentucky and nearby Cincinnati, Ohio. In the lowest part of the building, a well was dug and used to hold the blood, guts, and waste from the slaughtered animals. Starting Mm. strong. But what interests me is a lot of interviews that I watched, they all alluded to the fact that it might have been a slaughterhouse it's rumored to have been a slaughterhouse it's travelchannel.com just straight up is like it was a large slaughterhouse well and i thought when we did our our investigation she did say there was a slaughterhouse on that location right yeah and but i will say i think 
there were at least two or three interviews I watched where, there, where they said something along the lines of it was believed to have been like, a slaughterhouse. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, especially BuzzFeed Unsolved was one where they specifically said it's thought to have been, and I don't know if that's just, you know... His way of writing his, his or something. Fra- Ryan's phrase, because I feel like he does say that a lot. He doesn't want... And I mean, not saying this like is a bad thing, but he doesn't want to solidify anything right. he's uh saving himself in case he's incorrect maybe yeah yeah i think so pretty much so no like one could come at him and he'll be like i said i it could have been like it's thought to have been i didn't say that it was yeah that could be telling ryan like you better not say you better rephrase because we got a <laughs> copyright stuff like liabilities whatever yeah. stuff like that So, some researchers have speculated that after the slaughterhouse closed in the 1890s, a satanic cult activity took place in the building around the well. Animals and possibly humans were being slaughtered here for ritualistic purposes during secret meetings. Oh, well... I feel like we were told that, but I don't remember that, and now it's a little interesting with what we experienced, but only slightly. Yeah, I guess... (laughs) So the, it, yeah, I just, re- I remember them mentioning, uh, I keep wanting to jump into thoughts of our visit, but I will save it. Save it. I know. <laughs> Otherwise I'll just keep drinking. Right. So next, so the, it was a slaughterhouse from 1950, er, 19, Jesus, 1850 until 1890s when then supposedly satanic call activity took place there in 1896 the murder of 22 year old pearl Bryan, a small town girl from Greencastle, indiana made headlines in the region pearl's headless corpse was discovered in a field less than two miles from the slaughterhouse there's a little more on pearl because i had i had a, a little side note on that but it said pearl was pregnant and her boyfriend scott jackson a student at the ohio college of dental surgery urged her to come to cincinnati where he could arrange an abortion oh, oh. <laughs> i like our both just like oh, oh no yikes uh jackson and his roommate alonzo whaling attempted the abortion themselves but something went horribly wrong are I we really surprised imagine to cover their tracks they put pearl's bot what to cover their tracks they put pearl's body in an empty field and surgically removed her head so her body couldn't be identified they would have gotten away with the cover-up if they hadn't left pearl's shoes on her feet while on the gallows waiting to die alonzo whaling vowed to haunt the area forever here's the thing <sighs> this I, is the 1800s this happened or yes, early 19? sorry i there is just one it's the 18, 1896 is when she her dead body was found it the last little tidbit says pearl's severed head was never discovered some have speculated that jackson had ties to a satanic cult so the head may have been used in one of the dark rituals held in the basement of the slaughterhouse okay let's unpack yeah let's um, let's dissect this because our maybe poor choice of words oh, there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whoopsie daisy okay um one the first my first thought is why do I feel like it's unusual for there to be satanic cults in the 1800s? I don't know why that seems weird to me. I guess witches and things like that. It's kind of like the same right? Well, concept. It, and I mean, I know it's not today. I get it, guys. But you right. know what I mean. I wonder, this is maybe a stretch, but I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that, remember on our Christmas episode, when did you say that like Christianity really took hold? Like People took it seriously, like especially with the idea of Christmas being you know, a Christian thing when it is not a Christian thing. 
Oh, well, no, that was when they banned it because it had nothing to do with Jesus. <laughs> it was the 1600s. Uh, at the same time around Charles Dickens, I think that's when it brought the whole Christmas thing to life. And people were like, yay, do good things on Christmas. But it's, then eventually the ghost story faded away and they were still left with the be good on Christmas. And then I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Sometimes after, after Charles Dickens, I guess. Okay. It's because maybe it's a stretch. It's silly. But I feel I almost feel like one can't exist without the other satanic like cults and christianity they're sort of you know polar opposites that's fair I, I don't know maybe that's silly to say i believe that one wouldn't exist like maybe satanic culture came about because of, G- of the story well, of jesus as long and- as the bible's been around if people are going to worship god and jesus they're people probably also rooting for the bad guy yeah there have always been crazies that's wow that sounded really crappy like oh oh my gosh no because we're we're not going to get into this but the like church of satanic is really not what people believe it to be it is not this ridiculous they actually have moral values Mm -hmm. whatever they're they are a denomination equal to any other denomination like that's they are just as sound like, what is the word i'm looking for they're just as uh, uh golly oh i just lost the word uh credible yes they're just as credible as anything else they have their books they have their beliefs have they have catholics you have mormon you have lds you have the church of satan exactly <laughs> so it's, i said so like please do not come at me for saying the whole craziest thing that was like we're talking yeah. extremists yeah here. i'm talking the like i'm gonna wear a goat's head like go like goat man out and four arches because yeah satan told me to i don't know yeah. whatever i always just think like charles manson when i think satanic rituals i think charles manson type people i'm not thinking people running around and like you know long dresses and in their tailored suits which i, I know not everyone and they i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> Listen, we're me. like we've we've spiraled point is yeah maybe i don't know you i feel know like as I mean. long as christianity's been about so has satanic like beliefs as well number two their thought process of oh we're gonna cut our head off so they can't identify her that makes sense in the 1800s they didn't have dna they didn't have testing like we do now so I if guess. they're like well if you don't have a head how can you tell who it is so like i don't know the thought was there they tried <laughs> i just we botched the abortion killed her and this is her boy i guess just boyfriend like hopefully they were close i feel like if i were boyfriend and i botched the abortion i would not be so casual as to be like well, she's dead now. Let's cut her head off. Like, I would not... Well, <laughs> it makes me think then that it was not everyone was in on this abortion thing. Maybe it was forced. She didn't want the baby out. And he's like, we're getting that baby out. And then killed her. And then just in a this rage or whatever, you know, blacked out. And the next thing he knows, he's like, uh whoops this is 1000 percent speculation don't of do course not. of course <laughs> okay so i mean that is an option everything is always an option so they killed pearl cut her head off they were found she was found they were found guilty and hung well there neat. you go neat justice 
So this is covering Prohibition in the mobster years. The slaughterhouse was demolished in the early part of the 20th century, and the lot sat empty until the 1920s, when a new building was erected that served as a casino, nightclub, and speakeasy during the Prohibition. So Mm. this, you'll learn as we cover this, that this site went over, it went through many iterations. So lots of different things happening. Yes, it wore many faces. And I wonder if it wasn't to kind of save face for the area. Like, this wasn't a slaughterhouse that was taken over by satanic cults. Like, yay casino, yay yay speakeasies. Yeah. To sort of just save their character, the character of wilder Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So when Prohibition ended in 1933, E.A. Buck Brady bought the building and named it the Primrose. <laughs> I don't know why that was so hard to say. Oh. <laughs> My, I'm just... Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> After more than a decade of successful operation, his casino caught the attention of Cincinnati mobsters who tried to muscle their way into the operation. When Brady refused to sell, the violence escalated with fighting and threats to customers in the parking lot until Buck drew a gun on a mobster named Albert Red Masterson, was charged with attempted murder, and left the casino business in 1946. Mm. Temper tantrum. So like I said, these are these are just quick dives. Like, honestly, this is copy and paste from Travel Channel. I wanted to read it verbatim because not only did they cover a little bit of every... every uh, <laughs> Not only did they cover a little bit of everything like I wanted to, but it really is just a little bit of everything. They highlight the important stuff Mm -hmm. as well as anybody else could have, as well as I could have remembered it. Mm -hmm. So we move on. This section is called Forbidden Love and Tragic Suicide. Ooh. The building reopened as a nightclub called the Latin Quarters in the 1950s. So keeping in mind that Buck drew the gun on Red Masterson in 1946, was charged with attempted murder, left the casino, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, it's in the 1950s, just vague 1950s. There was a girl named Johanna, and I want to just say Joanna, but everybody pronounces it Johanna, so yeah, I'm just going to be respectful, Except I suppose. Except for BuzzFeed Unsolved. Uh, Ryan no, did say I, Joanna, or Joanna, I thought. I think it, I honestly can't remember now. I just watched it today, and I can't remember I know I did I watched a little bit of it and Ghost Adventures <laughs> man I don't know but I'm going to say Johanna so Johanna who was said to wear rose scented perfume a dance hall girl and the daughter of the nightclub's owner fell in love with a singer Robert Randall who performed there she got pregnant and intended to run off with the young singer but her father forbade the romance and used his criminal connections to have the singer killed When Johanna discovered what had happened, she poisoned her father, then took her own life in the basement of the building. Note, Bobby Mackey's full name is Robert Randall Mackey. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, I don't believe it covers, I can't remember if it covers it or not, but they think that's what, Johanna is a prominent figure, ghostly figure, that they say haunts the building, and they think she really sticks around because... Bobby Mackey's real name is Robert Randall Mackey. And so she, I mean, her lover's name was Robert Randall. Yeah. So I, they think there's just that connection there. I guess. To a name. Yeah. Um, did they say that this was supposedly a woman named Joanna this happened to? Or there is documented a woman 
It is debated. So here it doesn't say like it's said to have been, but it also doesn't say this is documented. There is technically a document. They found a document in the basement of the building for a death certificate for a woman named Johanna that says she died, but by poisoning, which is a little different. It says here that she poisoned her father and then took her own life. So I guess it says maybe it doesn't she poisoned say herself. Yeah. So there is a death death certificate for a woman named Johanna that was that died by poison, but for some reason they can't verify that it was this Johanna, and I don't know why. It seems and it's pretty, the 1950s. It's not. Yeah, we're not getting into anything crazy. A lifetime ago, you know. Right. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, they just. A lot of people say we can't be certain if this is this Johanna. Which, but why wouldn't it be? Why would it not be? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But in 1978, after a series of fatal shootings at the Rough and Tumble nightclub, the local authorities were forced to close the establishment. So, no more nightclub. The Latin Quarter is no more because people, you know, kept killing each other. Well, that will put a damper on things. (laughs) Now, in walks Bobby Mackey. Dum-dum-dum. Later that same year, in 1978, a young country singer named Bobby Mackey purchased the building and turned it into the music hall and tavern that still stands today. Paranormal phenomena have been present... Pregante. Present. (laughs) Present. Uh, Paranormal phenomena has been present since day one. Though Bobby himself is skeptical, he'll admit that he doesn't doubt the world of family members employee... Oh, the word... He'll admit that he doesn't doubt the word of family members, employees, police officers, and patrons who have experienced strange activity. Both the clergy and psychics have tried to help, but a dark force still seems to linger. So Bobby Mackey himself is actually pretty skeptical of this whole shindig. Of the place being haunted? Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't really believe it, which (sighs) I hope... We're gonna get we're gonna get into I think what made him less of a skeptic. So here that's kind of that's just the building itself. So it's now taking you through the different stages of what it's been. Here we are now, and now they have listed the different paranormal activity and speculation that have has been reported by patrons, by paranormal investigators, things like that. First one, some still believe that the building's basement holds the gateway or portal to hell itself, a reference to the long-abandoned slaughterhouse well. We'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> I know, there's there's so many things, like, I don't want to pass it up. I think I'll remember. I think I'll remember these things. Second, stairs near the well in the old slaughterhouse have been deemed, quote, the stairs that lead to nowhere. Phantom footsteps can often be heard on these stairs. Three, some believe that spirits can't cross flowing water, so the rare northern current of Licking River may be keeping the dark forces trapped inside the building. So maybe they want to get out, but they can't because I can't swim. (laughs) 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 That is not a movie. That is a vine. A vine, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm just going to pull that out of the, the dark recesses of my memory. I can't swim. Oh my god. Happy birthday! I can't swim. I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, happy Anaya. birthday, Ra- Raven. Raven. Happy birthday, Raven. No, that doesn't sound right. Whatever. She can't swim. That's all that matters. I hope she can swim now. It's been a long time. It's probably been, yikes, a while since that fine happened. I mm. hope you can swim now, Raven. Right. <laughs> 
I don't even know what number we're on, but next. A former caretaker that lived in the apartment upstairs claims to have been demonically possessed by the spirits. His exorcism was performed in the club by a minister. It doesn't say it here, but the exorcism was performed in the kitchen. I don't understand. No one understands. Nobody, yeah, nobody quite understands why like it was an like emergency c-section but emergency exorcism quickly to the kitchen whatever a patron claims to have experienced suffocating heat a flying trash can and a man with a handlebar mustache repeating die game die game latin for dying well dying good in the men's restroom so megan with your two years of latin yes is that correct I have to see the spelling of it. It is quite literally spelled die, D-I-E, game, like G-A-M-E, slash, die, game. Which makes no sense to me. Uh, I'm trying not to mix Latin. Dying well, dying good. I'm trying not to mix Latin and German pronunciation, because I know that's not D. Yeah, D gamma, D gamma. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I mean, it's a similar, it's, uh, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. I took two just years of Latin right. over 10 years ago, please. You know, I, I can just say, wanted to throw you under the bus there. Uh, Puella Sedent Subarber. <laughs> I never <laughs> took Latin, but I do. The under the tree. <laughs> I never took Latin, but I do have one favorite Latin word. It is, I you know, know what it is. is. Ready? Three, two, one. Pesquino. Yes. <laughs> It's a fish pond. Fish pond, because so many of them. Yeah. Because naughty uh, Marcus, always in the fish pond. Naughty Jesus. Cornelia and, oh my God, what was her name? It was Cornelia and crap. Okay, they were just really good gal pals. (laughs) Like, just gals being pals, not even a little bit gay. And gay Uncle Titus, Eke Romani. (laughs) They have, there's a whole Twitter and Reddit, just like subreddit about yes, just dedicated to Eke Romani. Find it; it's wonderful. Eke Romani, look the Romans. <laughs> Next, Bobby, Bobby's wife claims to have been overcome by the scent of roses in the basement, grabbed around the waist, picked up, thrown down, and pushed downstairs by a force that resembled sketches of Alonzo wailing, screaming, "Get out! Get out!" She refuses to set foot foot in the club again which we did hear about that there heard on several of the tv shows mm-hmm. they even told us when we were there so what when did that happen it doesn't give a year but it does say so it was anytime after 1978 because that's when they took over the building but it just kind of glances over the fact that she was overcome by the scent of roses and if you remember that was johanna's thing as she wore rose scented rose, perfume yeah Bobby Mackey claims not to be a believer, but he did write a song entitled Johanna about the young girl who committed suicide in the basement in the 1950s, and it's funny that he wrote an entire song about something that I was under the impression was just speculation. Yeah, I pulled it up, I was reading the lyrics to it, and Mm -hmm. I was just like, hmm. Interesting. Now that you say he's a skeptic for the most part. Mm Mm-hmm. Bobby Mackey's friend Doug Hensley wrote the book Hell's Gate, which connects the events of the past with the hauntings of the present. 
a few more here. Historic photos of Pearl Bryan match witnesses' descriptions of a headless ghost dressed in turn-of-the-century clothing, and photos of Buck Brady also match descriptions of often-seen ghosts, both of which Buck Brady, if you remember, was part of the night... No, the speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Primrose. I yes. say, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, and then what's her face? Pearl Bryan was the botched abortion. Right. right. Hot spots, quote, hot spots in the club include the spotlight room and the catwalk over the stage. There's a catwalk? Yes, and I'm super annoyed. Like, I wish we didn't even get up on the stage. I know, I just, it's whatever, but. Right. <sighs> okay, we'll get there. Uh, the well in the basement, the old china room, and the platform area near the kitchen. People have also claimed to see ghosts in the big pitted mirror in the main room. Two more. The club manager claims that on several occasions she would go through the club and make sure everything was turned off and closed down for the night. Then hours later she'd find the bar lights were on, the front doors were unlocked, and the jukebox would even be playing the anniversary waltz, even though the jukebox was still unplugged and did not contain that song. What? Uh-huh. I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the creepiest and thing And they so didn't far. tell us that. They, they mm, We'll get to it. And the last one is another club employee has seen a dark, very angry man behind the bar in a spirit who called herself Johanna. She would often speak to him and leave the scent of roses in her wake. Let's backtrack a little bit, shall we? So, Carl Lawson was a friend of Bobby Mackey and his wife. Who He was a caretaker, and he lived up in the the top floor he lived like in the attic basically of this building a very small studio apartment if you want to call it that yeah it was quite literally like two rooms yeah it's a big room i think there may have been a divider wall but they had it open like that was kind of torn down to to the studs so yeah and then a potty yeah and then a potty so carl it's interesting. Like I feel like this would be the thing that made Bobby question things a little bit because Carl claimed to have been possessed by a demon while he was there. They performed an exorcism on him in the kitchen. You can find... If, it doesn't really take much digging. You can find videos of the exorcism itself. Audio and video. Oh, wow. And I'll see if very quickly I can pull it up and play it on here for you. So this is actually from... The Living Dead Paranormal... Which one was this? I know... Oh, word. Oh, my word. Paranormal Nightmare. I don't know. This... They had to have been one of the groups that were was mentioned because this was just a year ago that they were there and did oh. this investigation. But actually, it's... It's because... That's... I bet this is why. It's less about... This is very interesting. I got a lot of new information from this video. It's an hour long. It's 57 minutes long but definitely worth the watch if you're interested in this. It's not, it is about Bobby Mackey, but actually what it's highlighting is this couple from Batesville, Indiana, visited Bobby Mackey's, had a grot Tim, did the two-hour private session just like we did not that long ago, I just a, few, a handful of years ago. And they believe that they have been followed by some of the spirits there and, like, not good ones, like demons. Oh and yikes i do not want to question other people's experiences right 
but there there are a few things that I question. I don't want to get too deep into this. It's it is very interesting though. Bobby Mackey's The Aftermath: Living Dead Paranormal with a lot of ellipses. <laughs> Go look it up on YouTube. It's an hour long, worth the watch. There are some things that I question that they say, but then in the middle of them interviewing her as she's talking about the woman of this couple is talking about the things that are happening. They happen on camera. You hear it. You hear knocking and you hear someone talking. And it's, I had to stop the video because I, like, sometimes I'll, like, shake my leg or something. I I was working at my computer for work, which right now is on my dining room table. It's annoying. But I thought I was shaking my leg or the cat was on the table and scratching themselves and shaking something on the table. So I paused the video and the sound suddenly and immediately stopped. I was uh-huh. like, oh, okay. So I hit play again, and as she's talking, you just hear, like, and she yes. just stops talking, and she's like, I'm really glad you're here to hear that, because maybe that means I might not be crazy. Like, they are at their wits end with these ghosts, and then you hear, like, you hear the knocking, and then very, very distinct footsteps upstairs while she's sitting on the couch talking to these people i lose my mind mm-hmm. oh i got my cold God. chills it's silly no it's not silly so like i said i could i could honestly do a whole podcast episode on this megan's probably gonna go watch now it's very good not tonight i know not tonight <laughs> but here i there is a little clip that they have within this video of audio and video obviously you're only going to hear the audio of the exorcism well, this isn't the exorcism. This is actually a little creepier. In it's before the exorcism, one of someone is sitting and kind of interviewing Carl to see if we're looking at a possession here, and you hear him start like shifting between very distinct personalities. And oh. it's I'll turn it so Megan can see, but I'll play it so you guys can hear. So let's see. Turn into Charlie. Okay, here we go. Feeds off of that. He would have these spells where he would turn into Charlie, this this other personality or this other alter ego, if you will, um, in where in which his physical characteristics would change, his voice would change. Just dig, just dig. Yes, I am. They hung me, my friend, for some. During these spells, he would become very angry and violent. (laughs) Things started to go downhill and then, of course, led to his death. Why do you think Bobby Mack? So he died of cirrhosis of the liver. He was an alcoholic. And they think that this possession was part of that, that demise oh wow no i don't like carl is a huge part of this and i don't like that he was barely touched on because after watching after watching this video carl was huge carl creeps me out the most Uh uh-huh and actually i've got one more little tidbit here part of what i believe is the exorcism i'm gonna flip this around and play it for you 15 to 15 years during his time here he encountered, you know, many types of entities, if you will. Um, he had, you know, just 
a wide variety of different types of experiences. A lot of those experiences and things that happened to him led to his exorcism that was performed here in the bar. Fuck everybody! Leave him, Charlie! Fuck everybody! Leave him, Charlie! He's fine! Leave him, Charlie! He's fine, man of God! Leave him! Ever picked up any oh that was the exorcism in the kitchen so it's the kitchen in his apartment yes okay okay so that's... i guess okay now that you say that out loud yes that's a little bit different because the apartment is very open like we said it's basically a living room and then you walk into what's an open kitchen should be a seating area and a bathroom the end yes it's very very small so yeah when they were saying kitchen i was thinking maybe there's a kitchen in like somewhere near the bar that we missed not Mm -mm. but now that everyone's like oh why in the kitchen it's because it was either the kitchen or the living room or the bathroom yeah those were your options so yeah one out of three chance on that (laughs) yeah carl lawson to me is a huge chunk of this because again i really wish we had time to get into it they do their investigation at bobby Mackey's, and then they also investigate with this family at their house because a lot of the paranormal activity is taking place at their house but they do a spirit box session Mm -hmm. in the whole building not just in carl's apartment and it without it was like having a full-blown conversation sort of like how you do your evps and there's long delays in responses if you even get responses yeah the spirit box is the like you're picking up radio frequencies and it's talking in real time stations yes immediately it was as if this guy was having a conversation with someone standing right next to him some of them i will say some of the things that they print they put in captions for you so you could see what it was saying were questionable at best but there were some clear as day like it came through as clear as we're talking right now Hmm. so please go look up the youtube video i really i thought it was cool and it touched base on a lot about uh, mostly about this couple in batesville but a lot about bobby Mackey's that i kind of wish i it makes me feel like we just need to dig a lot more before we go to places going forward because i kind of wish i would have had a lot of this information going into it because we also could have saved ourselves a lot of trouble oh yeah yeah and with that solemn transition it's megan's turn that that's that's the history that i've got there's so much more bobby mackey's has been around for a very well not bobby mackey's but this the area area, has so much history yeah this place has been around for a very long time with a lot of different variations a lot of history i could talk for another hour about it but I shan't, I can't, and I won't. So <laughs> that is not a movie. That is a really obscure, weird, early 2000s YouTube video. Is I shan't, it? I can't, and I won't. <gasps> oh, oh Marjorie my goodness. Stuart Baxter. Wow. <laughs> I know what it is. I, <laughs> I know you know what it is. I thought you were giving me the wow, like, wow, you don't know. No. No, I do know. I, I, that one I just pulled out of nowhere. My goodness. Okay, so I am done and I am thirsty. <sighs> Go ahead, Megan. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to sound real excited. I, it, okay. 
I w- I was excited. I I did not realize how relatively close Bobby Mackey's was to where we live and that it's really not that expensive. No. Uh, for being as well-known as it is, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to, you know, fork up so much money to go to this thing. And it really wasn't that bad. And honestly, we ended up going, it was Kelsey and I, and then two of our friends going to this place. And only one other person showed up to the, which is so weird. I did question this girl a little bit because I thought she may have been with the tour guide. And then I realized she had also paid for the tour. And It's she, just that she was acting as if she was had lived in this place. I don't know. She was very, she had gone, I guess, to a session the previous day. The night before. Yeah. And just wanted to go again. Yeah. So this girl just went by herself, had no one else with her here at Bobby Mackey's. I'm like, you are a brave soul because I had heard so much about it. And most recently had seen it on Buzzfeed Unsolved. And I knew that Ghost Adventures had covered it a long time ago, not realizing it was the very first episode, but I knew they'd covered it. So I was hyped because there have been a lot of well-known people and groups that had been here. So we get, we make the drive. We get to Bobby Mackey's. Uh, we got the latest, I guess, Time slot. yes, that they had. It was from what? Eight to eight to ten. Yes. Eight to ten Kentucky time. Yeah. Well, they were on, was the, it on the same, same time. time? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Depending yes. on where you're at in Kentucky, central time, eastern time, whatever. <laughs> so uh, we first get there and she did tell us it was going to be very cold. Um, we were going to be in the building most time, but she's like, dress warm. It's cold. So, okay. And so, I mean, I, I did dress warm, but like, man, I didn't it was think cold. it needed to be that warm. No, it was pretty freaking cold in this building uh and i was shocked because they said they do use it it's still an active honky tonk and how the heat how (laughs) i oh my god because in the room where they actually have the stage where people perform there is a massive industrial space heater back there (laughs) that's supposed to heat this whole dance floor and seating area and i was like okay and it makes me i wonder if they had it to save you know money and energy yeah why run it if all the time plus it's a fire hazard i guess if you have something that big so we first get there and the tour guide lets us in and she takes us back into this little kind of gift shop room i guess and we have to sign in and give our money and she gives us the the lowdown and she seemed pretty chill at first and i was cool with that i'm like okay the way she explained it it was she was like we're gonna go sit near the stage talk for a little bit and then we'll explore the building i was like dang this is this is exactly what i wanted yes very excited she's like we'll cover a little bit of the history and then we're gonna check out the apartment we're gonna check out the basement blah 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 i was like thank god this is like what i've been wanting we got excited too fast yes and also when you're standing there near the merchandise up on the wall there's a uh collage from ghost adventures and everything signed and i was like this is it we're here (laughs) so super hyped i the whole time i was thinking like we're gonna have the best story and you guys are gonna be so excited because i feel like a lot of people especially if you listen to paranormal type podcast i feel like cover this Mm -hmm. so we sign our paperwork and she said we're gonna go ahead and hit the lights so it's 
ambiance and right. we were welcome to bring our own instruments if we wanted to so i know we have the dowsing rods but honestly we didn't bother and it was a good thing because again titty tassels they would have been all over the place it was so cold <laughs> was in there so cold one of our friends that was with us cody he actually did bring a two actual emf readers emf readers that we used so to help pick up emf picks up electromagnetic energy it's electromagnetic what does it stand for em electromagnetic field reader that's it thank you so we get they hit the lights. she takes us up to near the stage and says you know have a seat sit around we're gonna do this like campfire style and i'm gonna tell you the history of bobby mackey's so we're sitting there listening to her tell a story which is a lot of the history kelsey already gave about now there are some inconsistencies that several people say and not necessarily true they just try to kind of fit make it fit the narrative Mm -hmm. so they say that they came to bobby mackey's and threw pearl's head down the well well the problem is it wasn't bobby mackey's it was the slaughterhouse at the time and how did they break into the slaughterhouse and there's there's some question as to whether this stuff is true or not right out of the gate not that she kind of poo-pooed something right away because it was either you or Cody that said didn't wasn't it that they never found her head and she was like no that's an old folktale like they that's found what I had heard that's what I thought they said they think they disposed of the head in the well and it got washed away into the river which mm-hmm. I think is what you you Red, touched and on she just immediately was like no that's no. just a story they found it so I was already kind of a little little deflated but I said you know it's that's only one thing it still can be haunted obviously if so many people have been here and it's so famous surely it's haunted uh, so she's telling us the story and she asked us how we knew about Bobby Mackey's and we said you know we had seen it on these TV shows and we they're never going to hear this literally ever in the history of ever. If you do hey guys what's up? Yeah what's up Brian and Shane? <laughs> yeah. Big fans. We're ghost uh, adventurers. What's up? <laughs> so I told her that I had seen it on some TV shows and I'd mentioned BuzzFeed Unsolved and she literally goes, Oh God. And I said, like, oh. I could see her roll her eyes in the dark. I was like, what in the world? I said, Oh, was it not good? And then she told us like this quick little story and it ended up being like potentially a creepy supernatural paranormal activity that happened there. And then didn't, she just kind of left it hanging. I yeah, said, didn't she say she, cause you mentioned it and she went, that was the worst. Yes. And, and I like, asked her oh, why? Tell. And then she essentially told a scary story. She told us a story about how we asked how big their crew was. Cause that is something we were, is it really just Ryan and Shane? They obviously have someone else because there's two of them in the shot at certain points. Right. So they said really it was about six people, a six man crew that showed up, I think five or six. Yeah. I and think so. so they had a count of everybody who was there. And there was one point where they were all in one area, either discussing or just kind of hanging out, whatever the case is. And our tour guide said that she saw somebody walk by and into what they call the monster pit. And the only reason it's called the monster pit is literally because it has a monster energy drink banner on it. it there's <laughs> yeah. no monster. It was something dark and she's like, Oh, it's by the monster cooler. Yeah. It's, there's <laughs> just a monster banner. So she thought she saw someone in a red hoodie 
disappear into the monster pit or disappear, walk into the monster pit. And then later when she was looking at the crew, she didn't really see anybody who fit that description. And she said, how many of you guys are there? And they said five or six. And she said, okay. And they tried to like get a picture of it. I think when it was happening, I don't know if they were recording or getting a picture, but someone had gotten in the shot and blocked where the that figure was walking. And so she was annoyed that they blocked where the figure was that she saw. That's why it was the worst. She experienced something paranormal. They, if you watch their video of it, mm-hmm. some paranormal, honestly, not a ton. But yeah. the reason why she said it was the worst is because they blocked the paranormal activity that she saw. That and could have been captured on camera because it was just like perfect timing they had the camera rolling something walked in front of it but someone walked in front of that at the same time yes and and then she just kind of stopped talking and i was like see she was was at a a different angle so she could see the red hoodie but from where the camera was rolling it missed it so she was annoyed yeah so then she stopped this the story kind of stopped and we were just like go on and she's like all right, so next so anyway, we're going to talk about... And I was like, that's why it was the worst? So, yeah, I was afraid maybe they were like Really douchey. Or, like, yeah, something. I will only drink my water at 62 degrees. Like, whatever. Yeah, something weird. I was expecting them to just be very rude and say that they were like dramatizing stuff like okay now you stand over here and you gasp and you... Like I was expecting I was her really to say something awful. To say, yeah. And that it's all staged. No. No, it's just that there was something paranormal and they didn't get it on camera. Well, ma'am, that's usually what happens. Yeah, and so deflated further still. For some reason, that story definitely put a damper on me. I was like, man, why are you being so poopy about it? Yeah, it was just kind of one thing after another, and we'll get there, and I don't... Whatever. I'll tell them. No one's listening. They're not listening. I mean, (laughs) you guys are listening. I hope you're listening. (laughs) Hi. So she tells us the history and then gets up and I was under the impression we were going to get to walk around. That's exactly what she made it sound like. But uh, I guess I did jump ahead a little bit. There was something we all kept looking in one area and I didn't realize everyone else was looking at it, but I kept staring in this corner and then all of a sudden our uh, tour guide pops up. And she said, you're all looking in that corner. Why are you looking in that corner? And, and we all looked at each other like you were looking. That, yeah, none of us realized that the rest of us were looking. Because at no point did she really give us, give take a breath to be like comments, questions, concerns. Like she just kept going and she going. She barreled on through and. And we kind of snapped out of it when like I wasn't listening to her at a point. No offense. But yeah, she just kind of stopped and was like, you're all looking at the same corner. And literally everyone in the room. Yeah, and we all looked at each other and said, oh, I guess we are. And she said, why? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel Some, something weird over mm-hmm. there. I don't know. I didn't necessarily see something. I wasn't sure if I heard something. Because the thing is with the big industrial heater, when it was going to kick on. It, it starts like clicking. And- yes, and it didn't stay on consistently. It would shut. It would run for like a minute and then shut off. And then after a few minutes, it would kick back on. So it was very obvious when it was about to start running. Mm -hmm. But we were all looking in that corner and we all just kind of agreed it didn't feel, it didn't, it was uneasy in that corner. Something was over there, but didn't necessarily see something. Now, behind me where I was sitting, I had my back to where the mechanical bowl and the pool tables were. Most of us did, Mm -hmm. I think. And at one point I did keep, 
hearing something back there. And I kept looking over my shoulder and I took a couple of pictures to see if I could get anything. And we had mentioned it. And actually the girl who wasn't in our group that just came by herself said, do you keep hearing knocking over there? And I was like, yes, like, I'm so glad. And it was totally 100% opposite from where the heater was. Mm -hmm. So I know it wasn't the heater, like cooling off, cooling down or getting ready to turn on. So heard a couple of knocks here and there. Everybody sort of felt a presence over in the corner by the exit. And then after she's still talking this whole time, telling us the, the background and history, and then gets up and is like, okay, let's head over to the mechanical bowl and near the pool tables. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I mean, I guess she wants to keep an eye on everyone. Right. But before that happened, there was one other thing while we were sitting there. The, oh, yeah. yes. So I t- I'm sorry, guys. The heater kept so- kicking on and she was, she, every time I get that we knew it was kicking on, but she was doing the thing where every time it kicked on, she's like, oh, there it goes again. It's going to turn on. And like, we know that on. just go ahead and go on with your story. But she was like, I want to find a way to turn it off. So kill, kill the mood, kill the ambiance. She gets up and goes to mess with, mess with the heater. So we all start talking amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, there are some instruments up on stage. There is a drum set. There are a couple guitars, mic stands, what have you. Yeah. I, at one point, this is for me, just person, just me personally, kept looking at the drum set and like I know I did drums whatever haha like I was not enamored with the drum set but just something didn't feel right about the drum set next to the drum set because they have to read music as well is a stand it looks more like a stand to hold a tablet because they actually make fancy things like a foot pedal so you can flip pages with a foot pedal on tablets whatever and it was covered by a black towel and I was staring at the guide the tour guide if you will Mm. and but the drum set was just in my peripherals i could still see it something moved something moved in my peripherals so obviously that i turned my head immediately because i thought maybe megan or someone was standing up to adjust like because they were getting tired of sitting in the same spot and the towel on that was covering that stand had moved. It's almost like someone picked it up and pinched it and pulled it up and then dropped it. And I was, I saw it. I promise you guys, I saw that it was very, it was enough that it drew my attention away from, from our guide Mm -hmm. to see what had happened. And I was like, that towel did not look like that a minute ago at -hmm. all. So she gets up to change, fix the heater. We're talking amongst ourselves. Megan actually brings it up first. Yeah, I it's I think when we were getting up and getting ready to move over to the mechanical bowl, I said, I don't know why I just kept staring at the stage. There were two things on the stage I kept my eye on and I don't know why, but I just I knew I think we both did. And it was, was the same two things. It was this piece of wood. It looked I couldn't really tell it looked like a two by four or just like a, a chunk of wood kind of balancing. So I kept waiting for it to like teeter totter for some reason. And then the other thing was the black towel and maybe my eye was going to stuff that could easily be manipulated like it'd be a little harder to move a chair or it would take more energy I guess to move something bigger so I was keeping my eye on these two smaller things that could potentially move maybe that was a subconscious thing now that I'm talking out loud but Mm -hmm. at the time I didn't know why I just kept my eye on it pretty closely and I did I looked away 
And as I was looking away, I thought I saw something move out of the corner of my eye and I turned back and the towel is moving. I'm watching it settle back into place. And I was Mm -hmm. like, are you kidding me? And I kept my mouth shut because at this point, our tour guide, I, she just really kept reiterating the fact that she's very analytical and she has a very, uh, she wants an explanation for everything. She doesn't. She really kind of poo-pooed all she really over takes the, anything at face the supernatural value. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's like, I'm just very analytical. I like to break things down. And I'm like, okay. And when you break it down, it really can be explained. And I was like, dang, you are, you're leading a paranormal yeah, investigation. You work for this paranormal investigation company or whatever you are, these, your group, your job is to take people on a tour of a haunted location, a well-known haunted location. And you're immediately starting off by saying, it's very hard for me to believe in anything paranormal. And I'm just like, okay, well, starting strong, weird, but okay. So we discussed the towel thing and Kelsey was like, I am so glad you said something and I'm not the only one. And we definitely both saw this towel kind of shift up on the stage. So that was the first thing we saw. Then we head over to the mechanical bowl on the the pool table where she continues to talk and tell us about other tours and other people. And she'll tell, told us about how one of the other tour guides likes to put the cue ball up along the corner of one of the pockets and ask the spirit, you know, if you're here at any point, just push that ball into the pocket. And she'll talk about all the things they like to do. They'll put stuff up or kind of stage things and talk to the spirits and ask them to move things. And she doesn't like to do that because she doesn't really believe it. Mm-hmm. And I just said, oh my God. Lots like, of talk. Yeah, she why? pointed to one of the corners. She's like, a lot of people say they feel really uneasy and they feel a lot of things happening in that corner. So you can walk over there if you'd like. So now we're going to go to the safe room. I was yes, like, Yes, oh. without skipping a beat. That corner's creepy. Let's go. And I said, well, I want to go stand in that corner. Yeah. So I went over the corner. I don't know. I felt very rushed. It was not up at this point. I was kind of getting annoyed yeah because we paid for this we drove four hours and we told her she actually went to college i think at indiana state university Mm -hmm. so she even knows where Terre Haute is and i'm like yeah we drove almost four hours to get here like we Mm -hmm. we're very excited and she goes "Eh." (laughs) yeah like that's how she treated it like we didn't get a moment to sit and like take things in because really you have to like immerse yourselves in these haunted places it's not like you just show up and it immediately happens like spirits are not puppet they're not like monkeys they can't just do things when you ask them to do things it takes time it takes energy so we we do spend a little time near the mechanical bowl and the pool table we went ahead because she mentioned the the cue ball and we're like well then do the cue ball so she pulls it out and Uh, unfortunately it didn't fall I did check out that corner I didn't really feel anything but at the same time it was hard to get in the headspace to concentrate with the constant talking and just the playing everything down I guess Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to snap pictures along the way I want to make sure that maybe my camera will catch something my eyes missing in the time and you know in the meantime uh, we don't spend much time near the the pool tables. After that, she takes us into what is the green room, and then the green room actually has, if you're 
the green room is where like bands would hang out before they perform if you don't know but it's just a little room off to the side and it actually has this really old safe in there i don't remember what the safe held at some point i but money uh i don't know if she said they ever experienced anything in the green room no anything supernatural but just to say we saw it we did go in there after that she took us to carl's Carl's apartment apartment. and we get into the hall and she actually let us go up there alone which Mm -hmm. part of me wants not like you sit there and say you don't believe in any of this paranormal stuff i don't know if maybe she was like she said she was going to get paperwork together and so that way once we were done we could all just head out at the same time and she didn't have to be there alone so right okay not to I know like what dude. you're going to say. Mm-hmm. The hallway to Carl's apartment is so narrow. It is uncomfortably narrow. And maybe it is crappy for me to mention that because, like, spoilers, I'm kind of a big kid. We are big kids. <laughs> but, like, so. I could still get through that just fine. This woman was also... She was a she's a bigger woman. We are we're bigger women, okay? And Big I understand <laughs> like that was probably not a comfortable squeeze to get through there because I saw that hallway. I said, Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So. Which even if you watch like BuzzFeed Unsolved, they see it and they're like, ooh, tight squeeze. Yeah, you got tiny Ryan and tinier, taller Shane, Shane and yeah, they're and just like, like oh. goodness. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty small staircase. So I wonder if she's just like not nah, if that noise. Which yeah. like I got bad knees, I feel you, <laughs> but I did it anyway. So we head up to Carl's apartment and at this point, now that I've seen those videos, I'm actually kind of shook. I wish I would have seen the video because knowing that we were standing right there where, where the, the exorcism, exorcism happened, happened uh, because it's so broken down anymore. It's there's trash. Everything's kind of knocked over. It's very dirty. The wall that was separating what I assumed was like the living area space and then the kitchen area mm-hmm. is gone. It's just the the beams. But to know that we are just standing right there where supposedly demonic activity took place is a little unsettling. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gave me a little bit of goosebumps here. But uh, off to the side is the bathroom. And they mentioned, and you didn't mention your history, but she did mention it. Uh, our tour guide did while talking that wasn't there an instance where Carl was held under the water in the bathtub by an unseen yes figure he just all of a sudden was under and couldn't come back up yes so I stepped into the bathroom and something about bathrooms because the one at the Miram livery freaked us out too Mm -hmm. every time we poked our head in the spirit box would say (laughs) which So I stepped in that bathroom and I was immediately uncomfortable and I was asking like, is the spirit here? Is Carl here? And I snapped a couple of pictures. Which she did say at the very beginning, she encouraged pictures, but not only did she encourage pictures, she said, take multiple pictures in the same position at the same time, because you might not see it in the moment, but things tend to move when people take multiple pictures in the same spot. Mm Mm-hmm. I have three pictures of the bathroom. One is of the bathtub. Well, well, they're all of the bathtub, but one is looking at it head on. And then I moved my camera a little bit. You can kind of see the bathtub in the bottom right corner. And then the second one again is the bathtub head on. I do not have my flash on in these pictures, but due to the light outside, there was like a small window in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. It's shining on to in to give me just enough light to see 
these pictures or to see the bathtub in this picture. I will, this may be Patreon content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking it may have to be just because I may have caught something in these pictures and I'll do my best to describe it as it looks like someone is standing next to the tub. At least it's a very minimalist, I guess, a silhouette of someone standing near the tub. And then the third picture, it looks like they're crouching in the tub. So there's your little, I'm trying to paint a picture in your mind's eye, but speaking of mind's eye, it reminds me a lot of the I spy books where (laughs) you have to like cross your eyes to see, I guess not the I spy books, but like the little optical illusion things. Yeah. Like kaleidoscope style things. I will say there is something in that picture, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. I cannot. Megan and Cody took a long time to try to like draw it out for me with their fingers and show me, don't you see this? Don't you see the eyes? Don't you see the head? I'm like, nah. I see something, but I don't see anything I'll you're explaining. Tr- we'll try. We'll try. And you know what? We'll upload it to Patreon if you're a donor, any level. Uh, look at the picture. Let us know. Let me know if I'm crazy, if I'm just catching some type of light reflecting again it's a completely dark the lights are not on upstairs i am not using a flash it's just a completely black room and the only light is coming from outside in the dark so keep that in mind mm-hmm. and at the time i took the pictures i didn't rec- i didn't realize i had captured this so yes. i took pictures and i said okay bye thanks and i got out of there because <laughs> i just didn't feel good yeah at this point, I don't know if you experienced anything because we did kind of separate this upstairs in Carl's room. Not a ton. No. I, for me, there really wasn't. It, it felt different. But I will say I'm also a little frustrated. I wish I would have known the exorcism took place yes. there. Yeah. Not that I want power of suggestion style things happening here, but... I mean, maybe I would have felt differently. I also just kind of felt like the impending doom of, like, when is she going to come back and be like, all right, like guys, let's go. Which, like, spoilers, it took about eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So after we get our pictures, we do our investigation upstairs alone. And we head back downstairs with her. And she actually takes us outside at this point and around the building to the basement. Because the there's really, I guess there isn't another way to get there. Yeah. And so at least any way that she was going to take us. Yeah. So we get down and really now that we've been down there, I guess there isn't another way. I don't remember seeing any stairs of any kind. Mm -mm. The shoot, the bottle shoot, but no. Yeah, there is. Now that was kind of cool. Okay. So she takes us. This is the thing that's actually in practice still today. She takes us down in the basement. And at this point, she actually does mention that. This is a concrete basement. It's closed off completely. There is no chance of seeing passing cars because Bobby Mackey's does sit on a busy road. And Mm -hmm. when you're upstairs in right by the stage, there's one of the doors, there's like a hole or something. So people will see the light flashing by of headlights and think they've seen something. But in reality, it's just a car driving by. So she did tell us, you know, in this basement, if you see something, we are completely cut off from outside light, cars, it's concrete, we're underground. So if you think you see something, take pictures. 
and then the first thing she shows us when we get in there is that the bottle shoot. So it's just like a really long tube. And then there's all these different, a bunch of barrels lined up. And what they do at the bar is they just throw it down this hole and then they go down and they get tossed into these barrels. And then they just take the barrels when they're full. And I'm like, how convenient. I know. I think it's kind of cool. That was wonderful. (laughs) So technology. (laughs) Technology. (laughs) Um, so then after that, she takes us back first. She takes us all the way back to the back of the basement, which contains the dressing rooms. Mm-hmm. And it has Johanna's dressing room along with two others. Yeah. And she, I don't know. She may have mentioned this again. I feel terrible. I kind of tuned her out after a while just because I was trying to, I, I was looking around. I was talking. trying to take in my surroundings and thus I was not investigate. Really yeah. Yes. So in Joanna's room, and I did get a picture of it, there's roses sitting up on the stand. So people bring roses. A lot of she, there was something else at the bar they would do. Wasn't it like something with cigarettes? They would leave cigarettes for oh gosh. Carl or something. I don't know. But one of the things they do for Joanna is that they leave roses in her dressing room for her. So that's sweet. It keeps her nice and happy <laughs> and not paranormal in any way, but they have a mechanical bull down in the basement. And if anyone is familiar the with the movie Urban Cowboy with John Travolta, <laughs> that is that. It's the mechanical bull from Urban Cowboy. Like it has the gilly sticker on it from the bar and John Travolta's butt has been on that mechanical bull. <laughs> so, so if you go for nothing else, just go down there and give it a pat pat. And then, then <laughs> you will have, day. yeah, inadvertently pat patted John Travolta's butt. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I took pictures of each of the, the dressing rooms and one, I don't understand if it was just like a ambiance thing, but Joanna's room had just a white light bulb, but then the middle one had a red light bulb. And then the third one had a blue light bulb. Mm -hmm. And I have pictures of that too. I don't really see anything in my pictures. Uh, one of our friends that came with us was Cody and he does have pictures of Joanna's room and we may have caught some orbs. We're very skeptical of orbs anyway. Um, yeah, we've talked about this because there's dust. <laughs> it is an old, dusty place. And and we're in a basement, so it's going to be dusty. And unfortunately, I did agree with the investigator when she said she kind of writes off all orbs in that basement just because it's so old and dusty. But admittedly... The, the way like it behaves can, in the picture. Yeah, I tells feel like you can see dust lot. in the pictures and then you see this orb in particular. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's. It was in motion, which sounds stupid. Like, we'll have to post these pictures, but. Yes, yeah. So while we're standing here, before we leave the dressing rooms, I and looking towards the entrance of where we came from. And one of the things she did show us, it was near the bottle chute. It was to the left of the bottle chute is a room. And it was actually Carl's workshop, I believe, mm-hmm. with all this extra stuff. Yes. And that's all that was said about that. She said there was a psychic who visited Bobby Mackey's once. And she claimed she felt pushed or something. Yeah, she felt hands her. on her in Carl's workshop. And she dismissed that. I'm going to try to keep stop. She was just not very 
into the whole paranormal part of this investigation, which of, was know, the, the entire yeah, investigation. investigation. So I'm sorry. It was just very frustrating. So we're, now we're standing at the other end, the opposite end near the dressing rooms. And I, I kept quiet about the towel upstairs. You know, usually if I see something, I want to sit there and process it in my brain before I say anything. I don't want to jump to conclusions. But when we were standing there, she, I don't even know what she was talking about at this nope, point. No clue. <laughs> but I saw this light come out. It was near the bottle shoot. And I don't know how to explain. And I tried to explain this. And it was a light. And it formed in the middle of nothing. And then it kind of did this, like a smile. Like it, that's, it's, it wasn't a figure. I'm like in the direction that it went. It kind of swooped down and then came back up. And then it just disappeared into the wall. And she was in the middle of talking. I said, I am so sorry. I have to stop you. What, and I believe right before you stopped her, I was not looking in that direction. I was looking in a complete opposite direction. This is another moment where all of us experience something at the same time because i was looking at the big garage door Mm -hmm. just i kept feeling like i was seeing something over there and then we've got the girl who is not in our group standing to the right and behind me so she at this point my back is turned to her because i'm facing this garage door and i hear i swear i promise you i feel like i heard her shuffle over to me and go and so I turned my head to ask, I went, hmm, and like turned my head. And as I turned my head, she shuffled over to me and said, did you hear that? Like in a actual tone. So I hear, did you hear that? Turn around. Did you hear that? I was like, it's, I'm not saying I have like this weird psychic intuition thing, but I prompt, like I, and then as soon as she said that, Megan went, I'm sorry, I have to stop you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what just happened. I started, I cut everybody well, off. I was I'm like, I don't know what just happened here. <laughs> now that you say that, I'm wondering, I leaned over to our other friend, Maddie, who was with us. And I asked her, did you see that? And I kind of whispered it. So I don't know if that's It came from behind. You were on the It was me end. and then Maddie and then you and, and then, then that the girl. girl. So I get... Yeah. It came from behind my right ear and you were to my far left. Because I tapped her arm and that's why I stopped her. Because I tapped Maddie's arm. I said, did you see that? And she said, no. And so that's why I stopped our tour guide. I was like, can you stop for a second? I'm sorry. And then I explained to her what I saw. And she said, okay. And then kept talking. I said, yeah. I am having a, a like, I'm I think having you, a I, moment yeah, here. Yeah, I think you cut her off. You're like, I'm sorry. I just, I really saw this light. And, and I, I even was like, made it a point to say, I don't. I don't do this. I don't immediately jump to a ghost, but this like shook me so bad in the way that it moved. This was not somebody's flashlight. It wasn't a car light. It was very strategic the way it moved. And then I found out later as we were walking back up, cause we had to walk back towards the entrance to go to one last room. And it was to the left of, you have to walk past the, the bottle shoot, but once we got closer and we stepped near where I saw that light, I realized where I saw it, it swooped up and in or down and then up into Carl's workshop. That's the exact room it went into. That was the exact area it was in. I said, are and you kidding me? And that's the direction me? that I heard someone ask me, did you hear that? To turn around to only be asked in real time, did you hear that? And I mentioned it to the girl who wasn't in our group. I said, you've got to be kidding me. And she said, what? I'm like, that's where the light went was his workshop. I didn't realize because 
it was dark and my depth perception was off, but I'm almost certain it was in that area. So super fun, exciting moment mm-hmm. <laughs> where a lot happening. So the last place she takes us in the basement and it's tucked away. This one's really tucked away. If you were to see anything in this room, there's no explanation. There can't be. There's two places we took which one of them, unfortunately, was kind of glazed over, and it is the biggest draw. Oh my god! The biggest draw Look, to this place. I even forgot it. I forgot. Forgot That's it because it nuts. was so insignificant in her mind. The portal to hell. The well. The she well. She took us to the well. So the thing about the well, which I find it, like I didn't cover in my history, and I apologize, is I feel like we should probably start being a little more concise about the rooms that we were in because really all we're doing now is complaining about the fact that she didn't give us anything to go off of. No moments of silence. No, let's go ahead and take it in. Everybody be quiet. Turn off your flashlights. Let's see if we hear anything, see anything, whatever. None of that. We walk in and like she's showing us a god dang... The wallpaper. Wet blanket. She's like, oh, there's the portal to hell. So anyway, there are these checks over here. And I was like, what? And so she talked about how the people, oh gosh, it's not Ghost Adventures, Nick Groff, who does... He was it, part of Ghost Adventures. Okay, maybe it was. Uh, they actually stayed there for 72 hours. She didn't cover oh. this. The, him and somebody else stay, they, what they do is they like l- live in these places. They stay somewhere for 72 full hours to fully immerse themselves. He's the one that pitched a hammock hammock above the portal to hell he's like i wanted to sleep ab- i wanted to lay above it and see if i could feel something hear something whatever and he did but that's their experience Th- this well that was dug actually carl carl lawson is the one that dug it mm-hmm. and what happened was all joseph smith style he was told by some voice like go dig in the basement Like, Mm -hmm. and that's all he got. He said someone, something told him, go to the basement and dig. He picked one spot, one hole, and he uncovered this well. In the entire basement, he went down and just kind of used his intuition. He went, this is good. Started digging and he found the well well. that was used for the slaughterhouse that supposedly Pearl's head was dropped down. And he thinks that's why he was told to dig there Mm -hmm. or he had this intuition to dig there because didn't he also find, oh gosh, it has escaped my memory. There's a note from a Johanna that he oh. also found in the basement, but they can't corroborate that it's the same the Joanna same on the one. death certificate and also the same Joanna from the nightclub. But what are the odds? How many Johannas? And that basement is huge, and he picked one spot to dig and found a note and the well. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that's in that room with the well is the stairs to nowhere. And they, they just, do. They quite literally lead they to They go nothing. straight into the, the floor the above it. And I have a picture of that as well. I don't believe there's anything in that picture, but it is just kind of creepy to see this set of stairs go into the ceiling. It's like, what's her face that kept building on the house and building on the house? What's oh, her name? Uh, oh, Winchester no. house. Yeah. The, yeah. It's kind of like that. They just go into the ceiling and that's yeah, it. And they disappear. So we didn't spend much time in there. I have pictures of the well and this will, I don't know if you heard me say this, if you, cause there's like a window there in the next to the well that looks out into the hallway mm-hmm. of the the main entrance if you will if you like stand and look at it kind of at a 
at a diagonal, it looks into Carl's workshop. I think the orb I saw came out Out of of the the well, well. swooped down and up into his workshop. (laughs) And no one, no one was shook by this. The girl who wasn't in our group, unfortunately, was the one standing near me. And I told her, I said, look, I think this is what happened. She's like, crazy. I said, girl, (laughs) dang. So, yeah, you know, the portal to hell was just, you know, a pit stop. Yes. NBD, next room. But we really didn't experience a lot, but we also didn't hang out there very long. So it's maybe we could have. Who knows? Who knows? So the last, now the last place we go to, it's the last room at the very back, completely closed off from everything. It's just a hole in a... Concrete block. Yes. It's the room of faces is what everybody calls it. Which she said was her favorite, which I'm surprised by. I'm like, hell doesn't, hell doesn't really like get you going. It doesn't tickle your fancy. You're like, I like the hall of faces. This really gets my engine revving. (laughs) And really it's kind of silly. I was expecting something very sinister, very dark. I know. I was like, are there dolls? Because if there are dolls, you need to tell me. I was expecting. It is, it's water spots. It's water damage. It's water damage because their concrete, concrete absorbs very well. Mm -hmm. And you could just see the wet spots in the walls like the lime almost the buildup and things like that and it yes it does make shapes it's kind of like finding shapes in clouds yeah or finding shapes in clouds you find faces the only one i saw she kept saying she's like do you see this face do you see this here's george w bush i was like bush like i could see him plain as day i went up into the picture i was like that's george stop you're gonna have to point it out to me i got so excited uh cody took a picture of it i will show you it is george bush the ears the eyes the we're gonna find her. Oh like, my he god! Looks like George. I was so done. Uh, I saw an owl on one of the walls. No, it looked like an owl. I was just really excited about George. That was the most exciting thing about my trip. I shouldn't say that. We're gonna rate it soon. <laughs> well, and then she saw the. She pointed out the face in the wall that's like making the ooh face, and you didn't really see that. I'm like, are you kidding? Come I was like, I, I, ooh. Like, no, no, I was like, it's like when people try to show you their sonograms and they're like, isn't she precious? I'm like. Oh, yes. It kind of looks like a casserole. <laughs> yes. mm, so. mm. I'm a little hungry. <laughs> Especially those Ooh, 3D was ones. Lasagna. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> We're not going to eat your babies. No, <laughs> so. don't. Don't show me your children. I won't eat them. Are you, excuse me, are you salivating? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Go on. So room of faces. this is the final room and the first chance we really, well, second chance we did get to in Carl's room. She talks a little bit about the room of faces, what people see. This is the room that if you've seen the ghost adventure episode, they say there was a pentagram drawn on the floor. She mistakenly said it was Zach Beggins who saw that. Mm-hmm. It was the guy who worked there or was it associated with Bobby Mackey's because I just watched it today. Mm-hmm. And he said that he swears he saw the shape of a pentagram glowing green on the floor. And when he touched it, it was hot to the touch. That was the guy who actually is involved with Bobby Mackey's, not Zach Beggins, which I don't expect anything less from him either. But yeah. Um, it was rust marks on the floor. Yeah, they're just rust marks because of water damage and things that were laying down there because there is trash down there. And I, I don't know what he saw. There isn't even remotely a pentagram shape. No, I have no idea. And there's no light reflecting in that room. When it's when the lights are out, it's pitch it's, black. That's it, yeah. There's nothing to see. So, and 
Which brings me to the point that she said, let's turn off the lights and sit here. And I said, oh my God. Finally, Jesus. Wow, we're in the last 15 yeah, and minutes. And I think she even acknowledged, she's like, we've got about 10 minutes left. Let's go ahead and uh, turn out the lights and sit here and see if we hear anything or see anything. I'm like, for God's sake, this should have been the last hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. What are... So the one thing she does, of course, they said in the beginning is we could use our own instruments if we wanted to at this point. So the only thing we really have to pull out at this point is Ghost Tube. Mm -hmm. And and the EMF, but the EMF kind of, mm, not a ton, not a ton there. No, not really. The only, and I'll get to it because when we walk out of the building, but we turn on Ghost Tube, we tell her about it. It does say a couple of words really nothing substantial now that, that I, can I remember. remember though i do remember yes, it, it said does. rituals it said a rituals lot. several times and it didn't click in the moment but now the satanic cult thing if it was real and they perform their rituals there there mm-hmm. is one tie because ghost tube like we said says a lot of random things it repeats things sometimes but rituals ha- came up a lot that night yeah it also gave us a couple of names which she didn't recognize none of the names meant anything to her normally we don't get names like that like typically we have to ask who are we talking to who is this and then we'll get a name Mm -hmm. we just want somebody to talk anybody and we're like who's down here what you doing what's uh well not who's down here but anything that wasn't like tell us your name um we spend about 10 15 minutes in the dark and unfortunately, we don't experience anything that I can recall. Mm-mm. I didn't even feel uncomfortable down there, to be honest. The only thing after that, when we walked out, we did have the EMF which EMF reader, which I used a little bit. The only time it went nuts is when we were walking out of Bobby Mackey's. The, the, the actual, I keep calling, like, it's the same building. But upstairs, when we walked outside and down and around the building to the basement door, my EMF spiked over 1,200 at one point. Like, it just stayed in the red solid, and uh, yes. so did Cody's. If To give you a hint, when it was hitting, like, 200, 300, I was like, whoa, that's high. Like, I'd get a spike somewhere randomly, or if it would run across my watch, I, my apple watch it it spikes on things like that and it would spike to like 160 this was spiking over 1200 walking towards the basement door and i think what was interesting is i feel like ghost tubes emf didn't i didn't really use ghost tube i can't remember that night i will say cody did say that he compared the standalone emf reader to ghost tubes emf and honestly it's pretty accurate. Uh-huh. Surprisingly pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. So good to know as far as when we use Ghost Tube, if there's any validity to what we're seeing. According to this EMF reader, that that is all it is meant to do. And this phone app, they're pretty comparable. Mm-hmm. So we exit the, the basement and we she did have to go inside and turn off the lights and close things up. As we were walking out of the basement, we see she told us that some people will come and try to like get in the building or take pictures or whatever. They have a lot of trespassers because it is such a, a well-known. Yes. Yeah. And then as we're walking out of the basement, we open the door and we see this car pull up and park and they start to get out of the car and she's like, can I help you? (laughs) 
And they said, oh, we're just going to take some pictures. She said, okay. And it was like being real <laughs> Essentially, tough. Essentially, she was like, that better be all it is. Right. And then we go inside. We close up stuff. I wanted to go back and check the pool cue again to see the cue ball to see if it had been knocked in. But she's like, come on, let's go, go, go. Yeah, we didn't like, get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up. For, I'm, uh, better or for worse, that wraps up our investigation at Bobby Mackey's music world in wilder kentucky this was a long one but like we said in the very beginning this was easily hands down the most well-known and famous haunted place we've been there's a lot to cover there's a lot to talk about and the place is very interesting Mm -hmm. but as far as paranormal goes let's rate it let's find out so the first one I swear to God, we do this every time. I almost did. I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. I know, I know. (laughs) The first category we're going to rate is background and history. Or, sorry, historical historical accuracy. accuracy. And, you know, I don't know. I I feel like I don't have to think about this one at all. Oh, okay. I think it's easier for the person who does the background. (laughs) I suppose. It's all pretty ingrained in my head at this point. But I've got, I know what I'm going to do. Okay, same. I'm gonna stick with mine. All okay. Right. Okay. Three, two, one, Four. five. Why? Well, are they actually Johanna's not documented, right? Mm-hmm. So <sighs> there is documentation of a Johanna that did die there. Her birth, her birth, <laughs> her death certificate says poison. The well is there. The slaughterhouse existed. We can't confirm the satanic cults, but that's not part of the paranormal. Really, what we're not talking really, about is no. pearl. Which there's a, a which you now can't that is documented. That. There is documentation of Pearl and mm-hmm. what's his face and Alon's all that. And my big my big push is for Carl Carl Lawson who one thousand percent lived there. See, and I wanna, there's an exorcism on video. When you say history, I immediately want to go back a hundred years. I guess I didn't think no. to go back fifty. Carl Lawson in the and he died in 2012. Carl Lawson died in 2012. You know he was interviewed on Ghost Adventures episode. Yeah. It kind of like shook me. He I was even like, made oh, it to man. their last segment, which aired in 2010. He was My alive goodness. for another two years. He was exercised in like the 80s or 90s. That's nuts. That's crazy. Okay. Fine. I guess. Sorry, I hate to be so like passionate about this, but Carl is really my tipping point. I glossed over Carl and I don't know why because it was very moving to see that that clip. So. Okay. Okay, I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five. (laughs) Okay, so next. And there's too many people going there. There's. How are all of these huge, well known groups going? I've been taking notes as Megan was talking. So I had to remind myself that Carl dug the one singular hole in that entire basement and found the well. The other thing I took note of is like, of all of the videos that you watch, of all of the interviews of all of the tv shows and podcasts and whatever about bobby mackey's the the freaking batesville indiana couple everyone is like yeah there there are people from ghost adventures who say they will not step back in that building you couldn't make them there are people who step through the doors i'm not joking you're i used to look exactly how i looked when it happened there are people who say they will not step through those doors the moment they step through the doors they're like oh this is really heavy. This is really dark. There's a lot of energy happening. Everyone, they're like, I immediately felt uneasy. I felt almost in danger. Like I could feel the spirits just as the second you walk through the front door, 
y'all, I've had farts more haunted than that front door. <laughs> I don't understand. I was in, I was a bit in disbelief watching all of these people say it's one of the scariest places they've ever been. People of ghost adventures, which I, I do wonder about the validity of ghost adventures. No offense to them, but if you've ever seen Grave Encounters, you'll know why I have my skepticism. Zach is just so over the top, especially in those first recent episodes. Uh, aren't recent the most the earliest earliest. episodes but no people who are like i'll never go back i won't step foot in there this batesville indiana couple who are convinced that demons have followed them and they wish they had never even known of bobby mackey's existence like i was like just like why man yeah farts and socks more haunted i don't (laughs) get it and it was a little frustrating to see because i didn't feel it yeah well, and maybe that's a good thing for us that we didn't feel something and take it home. Right. Okay. Well, I went on a little bit of a tangent, but I guess we'll get back there. What well, we did historical accuracy next is scare level. The scare level. Well, I mean, I just kind of told you. <laughs> I guess I went on a rant about my feelings on that, and I will. I've got mine. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, one. one. It wasn't scary and here's what's frustrating that place i feel like had full potential to scare the crap out of me especially that basement Mm -hmm. if we if she if we didn't have a guide if she would have just given us the rundown of the quick history of bobby mackey's and been like you're left to your own devices (laughs) yeah split up and look for clues left to our own devices to run our own investigation and i guess maybe these people got it because they were more high profile and they have tv shows guys donate to patreon and make us famous so we can get our own private private investigation at bobby mackey's and try again because this place had full potential to scare the crap out of me i could see why people felt the things they felt and thought the things they thought But I mean, it's really hard to experience those things and feel those things and see those things and hear those things when you've just got a quiet drone in the back of your ear the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I obviously feel very passionate about this. There were moments where I did, the light in the basement kind of took caught me off guard enough that I kind of caught my breath. Yeah, the whisper in my ear immediately followed by the same exact thing at like a normal audible level. Yeah. What's weird? The towel moving didn't necessarily scare me, but it was—it was one of those. It was. The I wanted first to immediately instant. get on stage. I it, wanted to get on the stage. Mm-hmm. It was the first instance where we, since we had gotten there, that we experienced something. I was like, yes, like I was excited. It was happening, but yeah, as far as scaring me goes, just the light in the basement is the one that kind of got me. And it was less scary and more frustrating because it's like, oh, mm, nice, and yeah. moves on. Yeah. But we digress. The third and Not thing we're third going thing, to yeah. <laughs> is believability. Believability. Mm. Don't think I'm crazy, but I think I got it. I think I've got mine too, and I think you're going to think I'm dumb, and this is solely on trust. Yeah. Okay. Are you Kay. good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just do it. Three, two, one, four. four. Yeah. We did Look it. Look at that. I... It's essentially what I just complained about, which is I could see why this place would be haunted. I fully believe that this place is haunted. I believe we had a very poor example. Yes. And 
Well, and she talked about the other investigators who would do it and said that, oh, they like to provoke and they like to talk to the spirits. I said, I thought that's what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. not that we're going to provoke in a mean way, but just literally call them out. Yeah. Hey, get out here. Talk to us. We're here. We came all this way. You know, something, anything. And I we, really don't. We didn't get it. And it was very frustrating. So I really frustrating. don't doubt that this place is haunted. I think we were just honestly kind of given a poor tour i feel like all these people can't be wrong and i know i'm not supposed to go off their their experiences but what we did experience i can't explain because the time i saw the light was in the basement where there shouldn't have been light it wasn't a flashlight watching the towel move i don't know why my immediate thought and for some reason it made me just thinking about it Imagine if we were left to our own devices and using a Ouija board in the room to the portal to hell. No. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Absolutely so not. much potential. Like it gave me cold chills just thinking about it. So just know that like this place I think is scary. I absolutely think is haunted. Mm-hmm. I just don't think we were given a chance. Yeah. A fair chance. I- I would recommend Bobby Mackey's. I think if you live around in the surrounding area, like we drove almost four hours. If you're that dedicated and, and want to take a, I the would drive. do it again. I would do it again if I could make it clear to them. We've already done this. We've gotten the rundown. Can we get some more independence on this? Yes. Yeah. So uh, if you have the time and you have the the money the to do these these things, I would suggest this one. I do, honestly. It yes. was a cool experience. Um, so I guess that kind of brings us full circle to the final rating, which would just be overall taking everything right, into account, right. which I feel like I don't have to think about this much either. I've got my opinion, okay. my number. Okay. Yeah. I think I do too. Okay. Three, two, one, three. Four. Oh, I went okay. a little bit higher just because I do recommend it. I think with the right person, with the right... Mike, she could just have been having a bad day. I mean, same. Been there. Yeah. So I don't want to poo-poo it. I want to go back. I don't know. And that's kind of why I give it a three. I guess the three is as middle of the road for me as I can get. And it's like, and it's not that it wasn't scary. It's not that it wasn't. It's that this place is absolutely worth giving a chance. And I would. There's something there. I would like to give it another chance. I don't doubt that it's haunted. We just had a bad experience, so I'm being a little meh about it. It really put a damper on things. It definitely brought the mood down at no point. I was more excited to get White Castle after we left than to talk about (laughs) our experiences or lack thereof. We did get White Castle. We did. There were regrets, but it's okay. (laughs) Ooh. So many regrets. So (laughs) in slider and mac and cheese bite form. Mm, wonderful mm. all right so <laughs> i believe that wraps up bobby Mackey's. it does is it like i said is a long one i hope it was interesting for you guys though because it was it was interesting for me the things that mm. i looked up i again i can't recommend enough that video of the batesville indiana family that believes they are being haunted they got followed by fo- demons followed them out of that building <sighs> I'm going to watch it. I had no idea. I I don't want to like plant a seed of doubt immediately, but I will say they mentioned that there there's cool, um, kind of ties between 
Bobby Mackey's and these people in that they are recovering addicts themselves. And they mentioned that. And they're like, we wonder if they had just started their recovery journey. And they're like, we're wondering if the demon saw that as susceptible, especially Carl, who himself was an alcoholic and died yeah. of his addiction. Yeah. And wondering if they kind of preyed on them because they're like, look, these people are trying to better themselves from what was the downfall of Carl. Like, yeah, we can't have that. So in on the one hand, it's like that makes it seem more believable. On the other hand, it's like, let's be honest, we don't know what these people were addicted to. Yeah. And coming down from addiction has a lot of side effects, including, you know, thoughts of grandeur and yeah just almost like hallucinating yeah. kind of thing so watch it for yourself i think it's really cool one way or another mm -hmm. and it's irrelevant <laughs> yeah so we do have some pictures and we'll we'll post some but i want to keep some of the real good ones for our patreon mm -hmm. the ones we're gonna take a little bit closer look at uh, we'll add to the patreon page which leads us to a couple of plugs yes uh if you like the podcast you like what we hear we hear you hear what <laughs> we you're like listening it of course to. we love listening to ourselves <laughs> i just talk all day oh no i could not i could never no do you hear me getting raspy as time goes it's on? time to go <laughs> So if you like what you hear and you want to help fund our trips and going to new places and helping us visit these more well-known, get out of Indiana or help with getting new equipment to do the investigations, you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash or so they say pod. We have three tiers to donate at currently one dollar five dollar or ten dollar and each of those you get a little bit more incentive so mm -hmm. check that out it's very 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 much appreciate appreciated help me <laughs> uh next thing check us out on all our social media share us with your friends and then our listener episodes we have a listener episode every first of the month where we tell your guys a story. We take a little bit of break and we have you guys send in some stories that you've had encounters, supernatural things like that. You've been to spooky haunted places. If you visited Bobby Mackey's and had something crazy happen, send that to us. And every first Thursday of the month, we will dedicate that to you guys and your stories. And I think that's it. Yeah, I do. I do think that is it. That's the end. <sighs> we did it. I, <laughs> so. gosh, I'm sorry, y'all. I wanted it to be better, but that just means we gotta go again. We gotta go back. Which I am looking forward to. Back, back to school again. Oh my <laughs> god, we <laughs> have brought it out at the very end. What an awful... It's a musical, obviously. <laughs> I gotta go back, back to, to school. school. <laughs> Again. Okay. <laughs> we gotta go. Alright, next, next time. Bye. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Or So They Say Pod. Visit us at our website, Or So They Say Pod.com, where you can find links to all social media. If you like the show, Please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at patreon.com forward slash or so they say pod. Running a podcast takes time and money, and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible. 
Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help drive us up the charts. And of course, thanks for listening.